I watched it a lot <laughs> because it just, I just kept watching the film throughout my three days. And, you know, at some point, somewhere in watching it, I stopped seeing Trip. And I saw, I just saw a little brown boy that, that had questions and wanted to understand the world that he was living in right now and what he could still be. And I saw little brown boys and little brown girls asking that question, July, 2020. And I think we were all asking questions, July, 2020, let alone 11 year old boy. So. Hey guys, real quick, Dr. Dale here. All right, so I want you guys to do me a favor. Before you start this episode, please hit that pause button and click subscribe or click follow or click like, whatever it is. We work really hard to bring you guys this good information to uplift the entire community, and we really appreciate you guys supporting our efforts and our work. Love you guys. Enjoy the episode. Ooh. I want them bad like a daddy, yeah. Only do it like flagger, yeah. I'm kicking flame with no saga, yeah. Ay, I like them blues. I might go Janet like Jackson. I got them options, yeah. It's all about progression. Life is like a blessing. Everything a win, loss is like a lesson. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, ain't no time for stressing. I've been really stepping. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, if you wanna go get it, stop playing around. Really got on racks, ain't playing around. Wanna go get it, stop playing around. Really got on racks, ain't playing around. Black man, white yeah. coach, here we up right now. Yeah, yeah. What is up, family? I'm Dr. Dale, the author of How to Raise the Dr. Wisdom from Parents Who Did It, the author of Pre-Med Mondays, the author of Black Men and White Coats, the author of the Doc to Doc Children series, and the author of a new book that I'm about to put out here in um, probably a couple months about self-publishing. It's called Author and Expert because a lot of doctors, not just doctors, but really a lot of doctors have been reaching out to me about how I publish my books. So I finally decided to write your book, <laughs> write a book for you. So super excited about that book. Stay tuned. It's coming to you soon. I'll let you know when it's here. And you listen to the Black Men and White Coats podcast. Today we've got, man, maybe one of the most special guests of the year and you will understand why here in a second when I introduce him. But before I do, man, so this past Monday, on Pre-Med Mondays, I announced that we're doing the MCAT scholarship. So we're going to be paying for 20 people to take the MCAT. Um, literally, we're going to pay for your MCATs. And the applications are starting to come in. The applications are rolling in. A few things about these applications that I want to make sure I, we get across. Number one is the brothers still aren't applying. It's crazy, right? It's a Black Men and White Coast podcast. I think we've got one brother, one gentleman, one Black male who's applied, but we have a whole bunch of Black women. Don't worry. Hey, we're giving it to men and women, so don't. we're not giving it to just men. It's for men and women. I'm going to say that right now off the bat. Um, but you guys, the brothers, you guys got to apply too. That's why we do this stuff, okay, to, to make sure you guys feel as though you have the resources too. But you're not going to get it just because you're a brother, right? So we're giving it to, to man, woman, both of y'all are in the, in the same hat. That's the first thing. Apply, 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 right? We're, we want to pay for your MCAT. We have the money, so it's not as if I'm just talking. Like We might know. We will. The money is sitting there. I'm ready to send it to you. We want to pay for your MCATs. That's number one. Number two, some of you guys are applying, and you're not going to get it because you're not, you're not finished, you're not following all the instructions. So remember to follow the instructions. You got to finish everything, right? Your diverse medicine profile, your video, all this stuff. Follow the instructions, complete it, and it'll, it'll, put, you, it'll put you right there and we, can, we might pay for your MCAT, okay? But some of you all just will not get it. So just want to make sure you all know if you don't finish it, we're not going to give it to you. We are looking at them, right? So we're looking at, I'm looking at them even as you're coming in. I've been looking at, looking at them, right? So number one, 
Let's hey, let's get let's the get brothers it. and the sisters both applying. And number two, make sure you finish the application. We want to pay for your MCAT. All right, that's the first thing. Second thing is I'm super excited about the swag. So check out my swag, right? I'm, I'm really happy about this. And that's for you all who are watching on video. Those who are just listening, you can't see it. But if you're not, if you're not watching on video, go to our YouTube channel, check it out, check it out. Um, I got the new grind hoodie. So it's the Black Men and White Coast grind hoodie. And for those of you who don't know what grind is, grind, I'll show, I'll, I'll point to it as I'm going. G stands for goals, R stands for reason, I stands for information, N stands for networking, D stands for discipline. I'm really excited about this. Just put this one on for um, the first time. I have another one that's like it, but just put this specific one on for the first time. So super happy about that. And then my guest today is actually rocking a Black Men and White Coast tee, also an old one um, that we don't even have, but we might have to bring that one out of retirement and put that on the store, bmwc.store. We might bring that one out, check it out. And I didn't even know it was going to work. I didn't even know he had it, but it's a beautiful shirt still. And while we're talking about my guest today, it is Melvin Randall III, a.k.a. Trip, probably the single person who has been talked about the most from the Black Men and White Coats documentary. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it, go check it out, bmwcmovie.com. But for those of you who have seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Trip just stole the show completely. So I've done, you know, countless Q&A sessions over the past few months for the Black Men White Coats documentary. And it doesn't fail. The question comes, hey, let me, what about Trip? How's Trip doing? Trip scene was so powerful. Trip, Trip sold the show. I'm like, stop talking about Trip, man. Trip, 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 Trip. Uh, but he's a great kid, man. And I've known Trip now for a couple of years from the Black Men and White Coast Youth Summit, viral videos, and overall just a great kid. So I personally asked him to come join me on the podcast and give us an update. And I got some questions that I wrote specifically for Trip. But before that, Trip, say hello to Black Men and White Coast audience. And how are you doing, man? Hi, um, I'm doing pretty well. It's been a couple of good months because we're in pandemic. And well, we've celebrated a lot of birthdays over the past month. And it's been real fun inside the house and doing work. So with the pandemic, are you, are you able to get out and kind of um, stay active or is it kind of just kept you, kept you stuck yeah. in the house? Yeah, me and my friends text a little bit, and we usually go to a park where we're all just playing football, soccer, or a little bit of basketball. Well, I got to be a little bit of basketball. Basketball is the best sport trip. <laughs> basketball is the best. All right, my friend. So, um, first of all, thank you, man. I know it's a school night. You got stuff to be doing, and we're recording this on a school night. So I just want to say thank you for um, for a lot of stuff, for, for coming to the summits. Thank you for being in the documentary film, and thank you for taking the time to do this tonight you probably I mean I didn't realize it when we had you in the film you probably didn't realize it. You, nobody realized the impact that you were going to have and we'll talk about that here in a second but I got some questions for you let's start with um just a fun one okay the first the first question I got and I got them on my phone here is what are three cool things that happened to you in your life since the documentary came out any cool things since the documentary came out well um my parent all my family seen the movies and they talked to me about it and we have gone into well we me and my mom have talked about like going into mentorship and um and me and my sister have played a lot of doctor stuff with the legos i've made paddles again <laughs> oh man i remember that i remember i saw the picture you made the um defibrillator paddles with the legos and you were zapping your sister <laughs> that's um 
but that's 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 a cardiologist. If I remember, you wanted to be well, it doesn't have to be a cardiologist, but you wanted to be a neurosurgeon. Is that right? Is that yes. still the plan? Has that changed? No, it has not changed at all. So tell me why why a neurosurgeon? What you know? You're uh, how old are you? How old are you? Twelve. You're twelve years old, and you want to be a neurosurgeon. When I was twelve years old, I just wanted to play basketball. I didn't think about anything else. But you're twelve, and you want to be a neurosurgeon, a brain surgeon. First, where did that come from? Why did what what led to brain surgery? Well, the brain's very fascinating, and it has a lot of quirks and fun things in it, where how you can memorize stuff and how the brain functions. Yeah. Good answer. Very true statement. I wanted to be. Um, I thought about neurology. Um, surgery wasn't something that I really cared for. Um, when I did my, so med school, you know, you get to do all these different rotations. And when I did my medical school rotations, it just wasn't for me. When I was doing my surgery rotations, I, I personally just get super bored, just standing there for hours and hours and hours. Like re, we have to do what's called retract. So we have to hold things open. So the surgeons performing the surgery can actually do the operations and retract and just kind of turn me away from surgery. But, you know, if I would have got to do, be more involved, I might, you know, I probably would have liked it more. So that's cool. All right. So a uh, couple more questions for you, but well, not a couple, a few more questions for you, Trevor. <laughs> do any of your friends want to be doc? I think you and I have talked about this in the past, but do any of your friends want to be doctors? Not that I know of right now at this moment, not that I know. Of. So what made you want to be a doctor? What's different about your friends and you? Why is it that you decided you wanted to be a doctor at a young age, but your friends aren't thinking about that? Um, when I first went to the black, the first Black Men and White Kids Summit, um, we saw a lot of different doctors and we, me and my mom researched a lot of them and neurosurgery surgery popped up and I read a lot, a, lot of bad, a lot about it. And it looked very interesting. It's something that I would pretty, I'd be really good at. So before the Black Men and White Kids Summit, you weren't sure you wanted to be a doctor? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. <laughs> I didn't know that. That is a success. I like that. I like that. Um, so, you know, I, I mentioned this a little bit at the start. What kind of impacts do you think you're seeing in the documentary? It's a tough question. But what kind of impact do you think your specific scene in the documentary has had? I think it's changed a lot of way people think about how kids do think about things sometimes and how they really how they know what's going on um but I had a, I think I had a very good um like motion to where I was going telling people that more doctors needed to come into the medical field yeah that's huge and, and you know I mentioned at the start I, I didn't know that scene was going to be that huge um in, in the when we put the documentary out I had no idea it was going to be that huge and man, if I had to, I don't know, that, that, that might be the single most important scene in the documentary in terms of having that impact. Because like you said, Trip, it, it let people know the way kids are seeing the world, let people know what kids are thinking, what you're going through, things of that sort. And then some of us, we get, we get to a certain age and we kind of forget and we don't, we don't, we have a hard time relating to the mind of an 11 year old, a 10 year old. But when you put that out in the film, you kind of shook us and you had to start thinking about, wow, kids are understanding what's going on. And for those of you who haven't seen the documentary, a lot of this happened, you know, soon after George, the George Floyd 
um, killing and then the COVID, COVID pandemic was just taking off, right? So that's when we interviewed Trip, and there were a lot of emotions for everybody and Trip was able to convey them in a certain way that I would not have been able to convey. And the way Trip got that across people really resonated. And Trip, you have to understand it's, it impacted medical institutions, right? So here you are, you're an 11 year old young man and you're seeing in the documentary is making medical schools, the medical institutions consider the way you're doing things, making them change and do things differently. How does it feel to you to know that your scene is impacting medical schools? I can tell you that I'm not just guessing it's impacting medical schools. This is what they tell me, right? So, that, you know, so I talk to all these medical schools across the country. How does it feel to you to know that your scene is doing that, having a real impact when you're only 11 years old? I, I that's really cool how I get to impact medical schools, which I'm probably going to go to one day. And, the, and they'll like, talk to me about it and say it was really cool seeing you in the video and how you taught us stuff in the video. Yeah, I mean, imagine that. Your medical application is going to be like, did you see me, black men, white coats? <laughs> You're going to put, you, you can put that on your medical application, man. I've, I've had, I've had deans reach out to me. They'll be like, yeah, I'm going to accept trip to med school when he's ready. So hopefully, you know, hopefully uh, that, that'll come true. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, ask you to swap, spot, switch spots with your mom here in a second. But the last question I'm going to ask you, well, two more questions. One question is, during that last scene in the film, what was going through your mind? Because it was, it was a lot. So what was actually going through your mind then? Well, um, wondering if I, was still, if I could still become a doctor and um, all the racial issues happening at that time. And my grandpa had passed away just a couple days before that. Yeah, so all that stuff just kind of hit you at once. Because um, it was a tough scene. I, I can't tell you how many people told me that, that scene brought them to tears and, and so much stuff, right? Because they were able to, they could, they could um, empathize, sympathize with you. So they were, they were feeling you, what you were going through in that scene. It brought them to tears, but then it gave them hope that they could play a bigger role and, and go out there and have an impact. So thank you. Thank you for that scene. And there's the last question I got for you, Trip, before I talk to your mom. The last question is, what advice would you, Melvin Tripp Randall, give to another 11-year-old that might want to be a doctor? That you can do it. You just have to put your mind to it. Hey, no better advice. I love it, love it, love it. Tripp, thank you, man. Thank you, my friend. It's always great catching up with you. I love the shirt, man. I love the shirt. Beautiful shirt. I don't know, I don't know whose idea the shirt was, but hey, great idea. Um, let me talk to your mom for a little bit. I want to I pick your mom's brain. Hey, Ma, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. To the audience, this is Mrs. Latoya Randall, the mother of Melvin Randall the third, aka Trip, and she is phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Wait, hold on. Are those pearls today or no? It's pearls every day. Okay. All right. All right. Any day that is with why. <laughs> well, for those who might not know, why don't you explain why you why you love the pearls so much? Um, pearls have a lot of meaning for me. So the pearl itself, it's, it's unique. Every last one of them, just like ourselves. And they're naturally beautiful. You don't have to do nothing to them. They come out the way God wanted them to be. just like how he wants us to be walking our purpose. So that's the real soul of it. But it branches off into the fact that I'm in a lot of organizations that 
uh, pride themselves on pearls. And, you know, it meant a lot to my sister who lost her battle to breast cancer. Oh, well, um, thank you for being here too. I'll, I'll say that before I, I get picked in your brain and thank you for um, really just everything you do for being, a, of course, you're gonna be a mom, that's your job, right? But for being a model, you know, for being a model to other people. So other moms watch the film and they see Miss Latoya Randall and you give them a certain sense as to things that mothers can do to help their kids achieve their goals. When they see you sacrificing and doing the things you do for, for your child, you and your husband, of course, doing the things you do for your child. So thank you for being that model and, uh, you know, just a queer family for, you know, not just the black community, but for all communities. My pleasure. So about trip scene. Uh, I want before I, I ask any specific questions, just I'll be quoting, just throw it out there to you about trip scene. What, how do you feel about that scene? Um, you know, I'm not gonna lie to you. We we filmed all day, so there are a lot of other scenes, and that's how you know documentaries and movies go. Things end up on the on the floor. But I remember seeing that scene first, just being an emotional wreck because, just like he said, uh, my father had just passed away. We've all I'm in the medical field. I think I had just taken my first day off like on Mother's Day after that the pandemic and everything. So it was very emotional. Um, and when he started talking, everything was going well. And then it just turned into, you know, what you saw. And I, at first I was like, oh, this is my baby. What's going on? You know, and I was, my heart was breaking. And, and I wanted him to get his thought out, you know, so I didn't, I didn't want to stop it. Because obviously, you know, he needed to say what he had to say. So it definitely took me for a loop because we had a lot of discussions. We, we, we talk all the time. So to see it kind of come full circle in front of a camera, it was, it was challenging. It was hard to see, um, but it was, it was supposed to happen like that. Yeah. And it, I mean, it was hard for us. And, you know, I think you and I, well, yeah, we did. We discussed this before. We weren't going to put it in the film, right? So we were we were like, man, let's not put this in the film. He's he's I don't know if he, I don't know if he was ten or eleven at the time when he filmed it, but you know he, he's he's a young man. Um, it's it's a very sensitive thing that's happened here. Let's not put in the film. But then we sent it to you. Um, so you guys were one of the, other than those of us who made the film. You guys were the first people to watch the film. I'm not sure if you knew that, but because um, we weren't going to put it out until we until you saw it and you you okayed it. But we sent it to you and. You wrote back like, Dr. Dale is great. We love it. We're full support. And when you wrote that, when you wrote that back, of course I knew then it was okay. Let's leave in the film. But more importantly, it made me realize the impacts that it might be able to have. Because if the mother could look at that and see, you know, because you're the mom, right? So you go, you're going through that emotion with them. And if you could see through that and see kind of the power, so that means that you realize that it could actually go out there and change other people's lives. Right. I... I'm not gonna lie, the first time I saw it, you know, I, even though I was present for the film and the first time I saw it, I cried. I cried like my heart was being ripped from my body because it, it felt like it was. Um, no one wants to see their child hurt, hurting in any way, whether it's physical, emotional, what have you. Um, so it was just hard. And I remember my husband and I were just looking at the, the screen and it's like, oh my goodness. I just wanted to, I wanted to reach in there and hug him. But I watched it a lot <laughs> because it just, I just kept watching the film throughout my three days. And, you know, at some point, somewhere in watching it, I stopped seeing Trip. 
and I saw, I just saw a little brown boy that, that had questions and wanted to understand the world that he was living in right now and what he could still be. And I saw little brown boys and little brown girls asking that question, July, 2020. I think we were all asking questions July, 2020, let alone an 11 year old boy. So I, I went through all the emotions a parent would go through, but I knew um, there was a reason, you know, God doesn't make mistakes. God works through us and we have a purpose. And, and, and as long as we walk in that purpose, you know, things happened um, for his children. And I know that that scene will change healthcare. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, this is, this is, this is it. hundred percent. And as I mentioned, it is right. It, it definitely is. So whenever I'm going around talking to the med schools, doing my little um, speeches, Q and A's and all that stuff, and not just med schools, but the large hospital systems and the presidents and CEOs are on the call and they're saying trip scene really had an impact, you know, and, and that's the scene that they, they go back to, to talk about things that could come from this. And that's the scene that they go to when they talk about, they're going to go start raising money to do, do things. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy you guys let us put it in. Um, had you not, we'd have taken it out, of course, but I'm happy you did because the impact has been even bigger than I thought it was going to be from that one specific scene. Um, what, what is it? What, so what led you, let's say, what led you to, to even bring trips to the first black men and white coats youth summit? Like I'm thinking about as a parent. So, you know, um, trips older, my, my oldest kid is nine, right? So trips older. So you're ahead of me in this game, parenting game. So I'm thinking as a parent, guiding your children along the right path to position them for success. How do you view that? And how do you view that in light of specifically trip wanting to become a doctor? Well, as far as the summit, um, some of my fellow members of Jack and Jill America, they actually told me about it. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm there. When does it start? You know, how do I get there? And can I take your kids with me? You know, because it was, it was something that I wish every kid would have access to. And, and it was free. It was local. I'm like, oh, yes, we're going. And I remember my husband was out of town and we actually had some other things to do. But I said, we're going to, we're going to work this in. Some, there's something about this that's, that's different. And um, we have other doctors in our family. And my, my son is just enamored with his first cousin, who's a veterinarian. And he always talks to him about different things that he went through and this and the other. And he's like, oh, mom, if I go to this, does this let me be a doctor? I was like, well, it definitely opens the door and it gives you exposure. It lets you see some of the things that you know, might interest you. And he was hooked as soon as he was like, oh, do, do I get to do anything with the stethoscope? Because you know, he was, I think 10, he may have just turned 10. And he was like, I want to do hands-on stuff. I'm like, yeah, they have that. And so he was, he was gung-ho. He was up that morning, eating breakfast, like, mom, let's go, let's go. So I get there and it was, it was well-organized. It was you know, a great setup. Um, a lot of the parents there just raved about it. And just to see that many Black doctors in one place, for me, and I've been in the healthcare field for over 20 years, it's still, I was, I was in awe. I'm like, oh, this is great. Um, we actually took a picture where some Black doctors, like, they pretend like they're photobombing us. And my friends just went crazy because I sent it to my friends, like, that's where I'm at. These are Black doctors behind me. And it was just, I'm just getting the motions going and, and it was very exciting. And that and photo, oh, wait, hold on, hold on now, hold on. That photo went viral, right? Is that, was that the viral Well, not that one, that one didn't go viral. You know, just went along with my friends. I mean, I'm not from Texas. So even when I went home, I'm actually from Alaska. I went home to Alaska and I was visiting a friend in the hospital. And he was like, hey, 
your son was at that summit. And I'm like, oh, you saw that? <laughs> he goes, oh yeah, because people saw my my postings and I, I try to get it out there to social media and they're like, oh, I wish they had something like that here in Alaska. And, you know, it was the first one. So everyone was asking, can they come in here? Can they go to this place, this place? I'm like, I'm sure they're working on it. You know, this is just the beginning. I don't know, man. Alaska's kind of cold, man. Depends on what time of year. You have, you have to tell me. You have to tell me when it's not. When I have to take a, a big old jacket to Alaska, then we'll get out there. <laughs> but so the video went viral. Then is that what it was? Yes. Okay. Yes, the video, the video went viral. Okay, and that, that was, was kind of crazy. So tell me, tell us about that one, and, and tell us about what happened in that video little, little clip. And tell us how do you think? Because you can see trips. You know, trip is like full of like joy in the video. So talk about how you think that oh. video impacted trip. Oh man, you know, we we were, had broken for lunch and all the kids were just, you know, around and we we're like, oh, we need to get some more like, doctors over here so we can take a group picture. And they were eating too, you know, it's been a long day for everybody. And I was like, hey, Trip, go see if they'll take our picture, you know? And I almost did it like a test just to see if he'd do it. And he's like, oh yeah, I do it. I mean, he was up before I could even say, let them finish their food. Oh, okay, go ahead. So he walked on down there and they, I mean, they didn't even bat an eye. They were up, they were coming, they were, all of them just came. And um, I know one of the other moms was like, how'd you get them all over here? I said, Trip did it. <laughs> and, and she knew Tripp, so like, yeah, I can see that. And so we, you know, we actually took the picture. And so the scene that went viral was actually after our group picture. So we were just kind of hanging around and I wanted to get one picture in his school shirt with the doctors because um, we had told his school that he was going to be participating in it and they, they had asked them to wear their school spirit shirts mm -hmm. so he was excited so we got some of the doctors around him and i'm i'm waiting trying to get take the picture and the, the doctor in the back he's just taking off his i'm like dude i'm trying to get you in your white coat why why are you taking it off <laughs> so you know i'm i'm playing this through my head and then he's just putting it on trip before we know it and then it just was a diagnosis it just happened so quickly and to see Tripp's face because he kind of looks around like what is this and, I, and I'm I'm like in shock and me and the moms are like do you see what's happening this this village is coming around him um it was so much bigger than that scene um it, it, it and it was just spontaneous and that that was the beautiful thing about it, is that nothing was planned and those those fellows just fell in that that rhythm and just all chimed in. And Tripp just was on cloud nine. He talked about that video all night. Um, it's like, mom, mom, did, did you send it to auntie? Did you, did you send it to so-and-so? Did grandpa see it? Um, Cause he was just like, mom, I was right there. I, I said, I know I was, I was there too. I saw that, but he just was elated. And he talked about it all weekend. Not only just that video, whole summit, but the video was just like the icing on the cake. You're just like, oh. See, that's an, um, that's an amazing joy. And I wonder how we get other young children to have that same type of joy. Maybe not even for medicine, but definitely, you know, I'm biased, right? I want them to like medicine, of course. Right. But how do you just get kids to have that? Because, I mean, I, if you watch, anybody who hasn't seen the video, if you, I don't know where, it's online somewhere. But if you can see the video the joy in his face like you can just tell like he's like yes you know like i wonder how you get kids to get that how do you get kids to have that passion for something the way and i don't i don't want to be the one who's like putting pressure on trips so i don't want trip to i don't want trip in 10 years to feel like he has to go into medicine because he was a kid 
who sparked the black men and white coats film or because he was at the summer. So I, I'm not going to be the one to put that pressure on him, but, but you can see it. You can see it that he, that he wants that, right. You can see it from the video. So how do you get kids to get that same feeling that trip has? You know, I'm, you? All, I'm all about exposure because I didn't know that was going to happen, but I brought him there. And if I had not brought him there, it would have never happened. So it's all about getting in front of your children, you know, the idea that they can do this or they can see this and, and obtain these particular, these goals that they have. And, you know, getting them excited about anything that's actually at this day and age, not a video game is a challenge right now. Um, so I think just getting them out there and as a parent, just taking a step like, hey, you know, maybe, maybe this lawyer thing might be his thing, or maybe going to this particular convention might be his thing. I'm out there putting my kid in everything, and something might stick, something may not, but he can look back and say, you know, my mom had me in everything, which I, I do, you know, and that's, but that's, there's a purpose for that, and my mom was the same way. I, she was so happy when I got my driver's license. I remember she goes, I don't want to take you anywhere because I was in everything, a junior achievement, all those old things, even back then. So I'm all about exposure. And my husband is in full support. So we're out there just trying to make sure he can see all the things that he can be because um, someone actually commented on the, the documentary. It was a gentleman that had never heard the phrase that they can see it, they can be it. And I'm thinking, myself, how can you not? have heard that but then I thought about it I'm like oh you've never heard it because you've always seen it oh. um so it, it was mind-blowing to me for that, that second it's like oh that is crazy that he's never heard that because we're constantly trying to tell our kids you can be anything you want look at this man he's done this look at this woman she's done that you can do that too some kids don't get to see it so mm. just putting it in front of them and trying to find what excites them yeah, I mean, a lot of it, so much, you know, parenting is such a huge role. Of course, you know, I wrote the book, How to Raise a Doctor. And, you know, one of the things that I advocate for exactly what, I mean, you are like the perfect example of it, right? It's the, the idea of having a parent who studies your child, tries to figure out what your child's gifts are, gives, gives them all the exposure they can. And it's just really a huge champion for your child. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if there's a better word for it than that. Yeah, somebody, not even an advocate, but a huge champion for your child's success. And I think as parents, not just Black parents, but as parents in general, um, with an emphasis in the Black community, you know, we need to do a better job championing our children. And it's, I think it's difficult because there's so much going on in society. And not even talking about, I'm not even talking about social things, right? Social stuff that's going on, but then work social media team, there's so many distractions, like you said, for the kids, but those distractions are there for us as parents too. So sometimes it becomes easy for us to punt our kids to, to the distractions so we can be distracted too, right? So like, I want to get, I want to be distracted with my Netflix or whatever. So you go do whatever y'all do. And I'm not sure that's championing our children the way we need to be championing our kids. So I, I know you just kind of, you just kind of gave me that description, but what specific advice other than the exposure, if you had like one golden nugget or since you like pearls if you had one pearl to give to a mother what would that be it's it's kind of cliche but i'd have to say you need to listen to your child um even at a young age you know, i also have a five-year-old who is a very strong-willed 
girl, but you need to listen to your child because they're, they're talking, they're listening and they're seeing um, just like, you know, in the documentary trip had seen everything those last four months of the protests to the, to the just being quarantined, all of that was, he was seeing it all through the eyes of an 11 year old. He was talking. So your children are talking. So listen to them. Um, listen to their hopes, listen to their dreams, listen to their fears, listen to what motivates them, listen to what makes them sad. Because all of that is how you learn your child. Because I always tell people, you know, you know, I, I'm a good parent, but I may not be a good parent to your child. I know my child. Uh, so you you know your child, you know what makes them tick, you know what makes them you know, wake up in the morning wanting to do things. Um, but you have to stop and understand that they're, they're little human beings. They, they need that, that attention and they need to be heard. I love it, man. And on that note, that is a message for today's episode. Listen to your child. Ms. Latoya Randall, uh, the entire Randall family, Melvin Randall, a.k.a. Trip, who's the star of the Black Men and White Coast documentary. Thank you all. Really appreciate the time. And for you all being the model family for the documentary. You guys really brought it home, brought the message home, brought the point home. So thank you guys for, for doing that for not just Black Men and White Coast, but for the entire community that, that we serve. Um, to the listeners out there, do me one favor, one favor right now, just one. I'm not asking for me, just one. Go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're just now trying to get it growing. We need as many people subscribing. So, um, you know, we do our best to put out good, excellent quality content like this episode here and all the other episodes we put out. We're trying to give you guys great information to help you be successful, to help the community be successful at large. So I'm just going to ask if you all could just subscribe to our channel. So when we put the videos out, you guys know about them. That really helps us out tremendously. Um, if you want the swag, check it out, bmwcstore.com for the pre-med, premedmondays.com. Man, I can't remember all the stuff I'm supposed to say. It's just a lot of stuff. Just look in the description down below. We're going to put the links down below. And, um, you know, thank you guys so much for rocking with Black Men and White Coats. We love you guys, and we'll see you next time. Ooh. I want them bad like a daddy, yeah. Oh, let do it like flagger, yeah. I'm kicking flavor, no saga, yeah. Ayy, I like them blues. I might go Janet like Jackson. I got them option, yeah. It's all about progression. Life is like a blessing. Everything a win, loss is like a lesson. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ain't no time for stressing. I've been really stepping. Ooh, ooh, yeah. If you wanna go get it, stop playing around.